0: Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Lewandowski with Mind Your Business. This is a podcast designed around you, the entrepreneur, the person that's trying to start a business, grow your business, or maybe you're within your organization that you currently work for, you're trying to make your department better, maybe even what you do to contribute to the organization. Today, we're going to talk about something very interesting. It's a great concept, and I think you're going to love it. We're going to talk today about leverage. What is leverage? Leverage. Well, leverage is simply in business. It's when we use something or someone to maximize our advantage. So think about this for a moment. We're going to use somebody else or something, maybe that's technology or a relationship or a service or a buying position you have, to maximize the advantage you have over other people in the marketplace. I like to say that leverage is exerting minimum effort to achieve. Maximum results. It reminds me of a story. Back in college, I uh, took my entire group of men, everybody that was on our wing at the dorm, and we went out to the lake. And it was a fantastic weekend. And we just dominated the lake house. I mean, we, there were men everywhere. And we were having a great time. We were jumping off the cliffs and swimming and skiing and doing all sorts of fun things. And my mom and dad said, You know what? You can come and I'll cook for you and I'll pay for all the meals, and I'll take care of everything. All you've got to do is one thing. You've got to help me remove some of the old trees that have fallen or that we've cut down before you guys go home. I said, that's a great idea. We'd be happy. We'd love to do it. So on the day, Sunday, before we're about to leave, I gathered some big guys, you know, the biggest guys, the guys that were in the gym all the time, the guys that were lifting the biggest weights. I said, come on, guys, we're going to go roll this great big tree trunk down the hill. And get it away from the yard. And it was a really steep hill. So I thought, as soon as we get this log moving, it'll just roll. It Once it goes over once, it'll just boom, 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 and roll all the way to the bottom. Well, we got down, and we got down, and we lifted. Oh, I mean, we're just pulling Oh, pulling with everything. You can imagine we're just pulling with everything we got. And that thing would not move. And I remember looking back up to the top of the deck where there stood a kind of a geeky guy in our group. Tall, skinny, gangly looking guy that was an engineering major. And I remember he looked upon me with such disgust, like, you know, Mark, I thought you were pretty bright, but you just turned out to be a dumbass. And he walked down and he grabbed a two by four, about a 10 foot long two by four, under the deck and slid a rock right up next to the log. And he used that two by four against that rock as a lever. And he just rolled that log down the hill all by himself. And I remember feeling so stupid, but it's a great message for you and I. How come some people, some entrepreneurs, some business owners, some some people that lead companies as an employee, how come they fail to use leverage? How come... They refuse to use their brain instead of their brawn. How come they don't use minimum effort to achieve maximum results? What if in our life we looked at life, at problems and opportunities, more like that engineer on the deck, and we used other people or other resources to maximize our advantage? That's what we're going to talk about today. You and I, we're going to talk about leverage. And I want to tell you something. You're already doing it right now. And you know how I know? Because you're listening to this. So right now, you're leveraging my 30-some years of business. You're leveraging my undergraduate, master's, PhD, postdoctoral certificates and degrees to your advantage. You are leveraging. You're using my efforts for your gain, and that is brilliant. So let's talk about this a moment. How does leverage impact your business? And I'm going to talk specifically today to the entrepreneurial marketplace. The people that are doing it out on their own, they're really risky. Okay. But the entrepreneur, the person that's doing entrepreneurial endeavors within the organization, this is going to work for you too. How does leverage affect your business? Well, number one, It allows you to bypass startup cost. Why in the world would you want to build something that's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars when you can borrow it or lease it or rent it for a few dollars a day or a few dollars a month? Just this afternoon, I was in my office and we had a, a discussion in the conference room and one of our new hires was showing us nine different software packages that we should consider. Now, the reality is, with the team that we've got, we could build any of that. But I know that if I built it, instead of it being a year, it would be three years. Instead of being 200000 it would be 600000 Why would I want to do that? I want to bypass startup costs. Number two, why do you leverage other people? Is that it eliminates the time it takes to build. So forget the startup cost. We also eliminate time to build. We're only talking about implementation time now. Number three, you learn from other people's trial and error. Think about this. If you and I started a software that we're going to deploy in our companies, would we have some errors? Yes, we would. So we would try something and we'd have errors and we'd have to fix it. So trial and error is somebody else's problem. It's not our problem. Let them spend 600,000 in three years figuring out what the errors are. And let's just do this. Leapfrog past development into implementation. That's right. You remember the old, the game you played called leapfrog where you jump over one frog. And that's the whole idea of leverage is jumping over the frog in front of you. And that frog might be development and going right to implementation. Next, it allows you when you leverage other people's technology, it allows you to focus on value to the customer, not development. Why be distracted away from value to the customer? You should be technology. You should be leveraging and using technology only in its ability to help you gain and control and benefit your customer. And finally, you leverage other people's technology in your business so you can enjoy the freedom to leave when you want to. Now let's say that you and I invest 600,000 in 3 years of development and then 5 more years later we've invested another 500,000 And so we've got a pretty good product, but another piece of technology comes along and it makes our $1.1 million investment in technology obsolete. Well, that makes us pretty stupid, doesn't it? So, why would we want to do that? If we use other people's technology, then when new technology comes along, we can simply enjoy the freedom to leave the old technology and move on and enjoy the new technology. You know, when I was a brand new executive, my first company that I ever o- took over, every month we have a board meeting and we go over every detail of the financials. And the board was full of really great guys. And the guy that was the was the owner, the primary owner of the first company, he was a marvelous, marvelous person. He was one of the best salesmen you've ever met in your life, but his weakness would have been his sophistication in detailed financial reports. Well, in just a simple income statement, every month he would ask me. Mark, what's this one charge right here for processing? It's $3,500. And I'd explain to him, well, that's what we pay to do all the transactions. We don't have to buy the software or we don't have to build the software. We just pay per click. Every time we use it, we pay for it. And he would say every month, isn't that a lot of money? And I would say, nope, it's less than the cost of one developer. So you got to realize that People aren't going to understand it. Some people believe that you should build everything you use. I don't. I don't believe that at all. In fact, I think you should always lease whatever is going to be obsolete. So think about it that way. What is it that you could leverage from someone else that's going to help you really grow? So thinking about some of the opportunities to make great decisions, I just want to go back over and say, you know, if you're leveraging, you're, you're taking advantage of rapid changes of the marketplace. If you're in an industry that changes often and you've got to be able to quickly make adjustments, then you don't want to be tied down to building. If you're in a marketplace that has very short time windows, and let's talk about that in a minute. If you remember your business training, and if you haven't got this training, you need to read a little bit about business cycles, but every business has four distinct stages of of its business cycle, formulation, growth, maturity, and decline. Formulation is that early stage when no one knows who you are. They haven't heard of you. They're aware that you might be working on something, but then all of a sudden it starts to take off and you start to grow. And that's the that's the growth stage. People are talking about you. They're excited about you. There's opportunity in the market. There's holes in the market that you're filling. And then as those opportunities run out, you get to the top of the cycle, and that top is called maturity. So you might get clients, but you're going to lose a few too. You lose them because somebody bought your client and they merged and you lost it, and then you stole one from somebody else. But the whole market isn't getting any bigger. It's just a few of us players fighting over the market. And then as technology increases and there are substitute products and services the whole market starts to decline. So you have to consider if you've got a hurry to the marketplace, you better be leveraging other people's technology. I'll give you an example. This concept of blockchain technology, three years from now we'll be listening to this podcast and we'll say, oh, everybody knows about blockchain. But blockchain technology, if you're going to use blockchain right now in your business and you're going to leverage it, you better partner with people. You can't build this all from scratch. And you because if you've got a solution that requires blockchain, you better run to the market now while the opportunity exists for you. Really realize that leveraging other people's technology and not building it yourself is really about taking advantage of other people's ideas. That's right. Taking advantage of other people's ideas. If you. Borrow somebody else's technology and add your ideas. You get all of their ideas plus your ideas. If you build it yourself without asking questions, without going to the marketplace, without leveraging other people, you simply just have your ideas. You know, the Stanford Business School, and especially in their design school, they teach a thing called empathy and iteration. And empathy and iteration is empathy is listening carefully to the customer listening to the marketplace and then giving them an iteration of what you you think the market wants and then listening and then going back and iterating, listening and iterating, listening and iterating. It's the foolish person that believes they know everything. So they're going to build a piece of software and take it to market. You know, that's the jackass that I love to compete with. The person that says, Oh, I know everything about this business. I am so smart. So I'm going to spend a million dollars developing technology that I know the second it hits the ground, it's going to be fantastic. But instead they don't listen. It hits the ground and it misses the mark. If you miss the mark, it is only your fault because you failed to exercise that principle of empathy and iteration. Listen and then make short, quick bursts. Let's think about something that's going on in our market right now. Right now, more than any time I've ever seen in the past, private equity are buying up small businesses. So the way private equity works is they will buy a, a business that they're going to use as their template, their foundation, their cornerstone, and then they're going to buy other related businesses and bolt it onto that cornerstone. So they've got what we call a platform company. That's the primary business that acts as the cornerstone, and they bolt on other entities to that platform. Well, what they want to do is that they want to buy these companies, hold them for five years, and then sell them to a much bigger enterprise. And they really like to build software because when a bigger company, a big publicly traded company buys this business, they want real assets and they can determine assets like software to be something that they can really exaggerate the price on. So they pay less money in goodwill and more on an asset purchase. But the bottom line is that private equity is investing so much money in technology that you and I would be absolutely fools to build it ourselves when we could leverage somebody else's overspending. I had just a little pause there just because people call me, you know, they needed my attention and I had to glance over. Sorry about that. So let's continue talking about leverage. What are the areas that we can really leverage? Well, one, one, We're definitely going to leverage technology. Number two, definitely leverage data storage. I mean, why would you put all the racks and servers in your office when you can have cloud-based storage? Um, Google storage, Amazon storage, whatever, at least expensive way to store your data is going to be just fabulous. Healthcare benefits. That's another thing you leverage. You don't try to stand all by yourself. You join in with other people and try to create the biggest group you can to decrease your cost. Recruiting key staff, hiring low-skilled workers through a temp agency, professional services like accounting, legal, tax, M&A, specialized software like we've been talking about. Those are the kinds of things that you should be leveraging. Now, you might say to yourself, but Mark, if I leverage everything and I become what we call a VAR, a value-added reseller, what good do I provide? Well, that's a great question. And here's the answer. The good that you provide is the expertise in how you assemble and put together the solution based on all this technology. So you're going to have to stay the expert. How do you do that? That means instead of building technology, you're going to need to be reading journals. Instead of going to a conference to decide which developer you're going to hire, you should be going to a conference to learn what softwares are already developed, tested, and ready for you to deploy. When you go to a conference, you need to sit in every session, talk to everybody you can in the hallway, meet people like all the vendors. Make sure that when you go into a conference, you go meet everybody that's selling something because, yeah, they're trying to sell you something, but you're trying to gain knowledge for free. And if you meet somebody that's so special that their knowledge and their solution is exactly what you need, then you buy. But- These people love to talk. They're salespeople. They'll they'll tell you all about their value proposition, and that's what you want to hear. It allows you to do something really neat. Here's a little trick for you that very few people know. So this is just what we call a mind your business trick. When you know more than your competitors and you know that you can leverage technology because it's changing, you know that the thing you should be doing is signing shorter contracts. Oh Mark, you're wrong on that one. Oh, I can hear it out there in the in the ethosphere out there, people saying, You're crazy. Don't sign short contracts. They're more expensive. You're right. But let me tell you what's horribly expensive. What's horribly expensive is being caught in the second or third year of your contract when you need to get out of the damn contract because there's another solution that's better or less expensive or provides more value to you or it's on the cutting edge, and this is my opportunity to take advantage of it, but you're locked into a long-term contract. So when you're in an industry that changes often and you're leveraging resources and you're leveraging other people's technology and their software, you're going to want shorter contracts and you're not going to want to be exclusive. Every chance you get, do not sign a vendor agreement with just one supplier. Don't just use one software. Don't just use one clinic or hospital. Don't just use one pharmacy. Don't just use one supplier. You need to use as many as reasonable to keep the prices low and to keep competition fair. Remember, the invisible hand is that concept that when there is a free market mechanism and you're the buyer, And there are multiple sellers trying to present their very best solution at the very best price. That's when we get the best market. That's pure capitalism. That's the free market. And that's what you should be looking for. And finally, you should be looking to leverage other people's technology every chance you get. Be sure that in the next few weeks, you let somebody else know that this podcast, Mind Your Business, exists We're doing this for you, but we're also doing it for the person you work with or work for because together, we're all going to get smarter together. We're going to learn how to provide better services. We're going to learn how to run our businesses better. And I'm excited about the things that we've got coming down the pike for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends, share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.